Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello and welcome to Star Guys. I am a Star Guy. I'm Justin. Hey, I'm Pete. Uh, also a Star Guy. Just um, if we're not, he's not like a guest or anything, uh, we are uh, flying uh, w- without our our number one Not's Star dad. Guy. Yeah. Oh, Dad! So let's let's get wild, let's get loose, and let's of course talk about uh, a show we we love, Star Girl. Yeah, uh, lots happening. Feeling like we're really building up to uh, a crescendo here. Yeah, the end of summer. I mean, you know, summer school has got to be winding down by now. You know. Uh, yeah, and you know what comes after that? Regular school, which Ooh, is less fun. The worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, death the worst. Uh, this is, of course, uh, chapter 10 in right. Stargirl, um, bringing us uh, the return of a character we met earlier on this season, uh, Jenny, or I guess we're calling her probably Jade uh, eventually. Um, and we Green got Lantern. to s- uh, one of the uh, potential Green Lanterns here. Another term that people don't love to use uh, in the DC uh, universe. Green Lantern? There was a feature film of that title. Oh, don't bring that up. Nobody wants to talk about that. Uh, nobody wants to talk about that. Um, Alex, our third host, famously likes that movie. Yeah, for some ridiculous reason. I think he's the only yes. guy who's uh, seen it more than once. Um, indeed. Um, l- let's give a little bit of recap here about where we are with Stargirl. Um, Decades she- ago. Uh, there, well, there's a lot of recap. Well, one thing I've liked about this season is sort of fleshing out the mythology here. But before we get to that, let's just talk about what's going on in the show in general. Um, Stargirl Courtney um, has had to go to summer school, but in fact, she hasn't actually attended a lot of class. Uh, well, I'm sure she has. We're just not there for the boring stuff. You know what I mean? We don't oh, you need think? to see her go to class and kind of sit there and maybe do some doodles while she's, you know pretending to listen, you know, that kind you of stuff. I think in the midst of this chaos, she's like, I got a really important catch-up on the Teapot Dome scandal I got to get to <laughs> my social studies summer course. Wow. Uh, I'm going to doodle my way through social it. Social studies. Woo. Um, social studies, remember? A uh, long time ago, bro. long time ago. I um, want to talk about the, the hold beginning on, let of me, the Let ep- me do some recap. Let me do some recap before we get there. Um, uh, Courtney, um, her cosmic staff, um, after a battle with Eclipso. Uh, not feeling too well. Not feeling too well. Uh, slowly getting its power back, but uh, perhaps not in time. Um, in that same battle, the Shade, a new character, um, also from the comics, who was a villain, was in the Injustice Society, but um, is maybe we're starting to think like maybe a little bit of a nice guy, maybe trying to be on the right side here, has some beef with Eclipso, um, and was fatally injured, it seemed, um, in that fight, uh, the big confrontation where Eclipso emerged, but maybe not, as we learned this episode, something else is going on. Fleshing out the rest of the the fam here, we've got Pat, 
uh, former sidekick to Starman. We've gotten a lot of great info about his backstory. Uh, we've seen uh, some Starman um, stripesy, as he was known. Mm-hmm. Um, in this show, he has a giant robot suit, which he hasn't really done much in. Am I right this season? I feel like yeah, he kind of left the suit. You know, it's just kind of like, yeah. oh man, there's no need for a giant robot. But is there? And oh, like a lot be. of suits, like a lot of suits, sometimes um, fathers pass them on to sons. And maybe that's what we're getting here um, to tip the hand a little bit uh, because we have a character named Mikey who, as uh, last season we know, was mostly um, just a snacker. Uh, I mean, come on. Chief. When you're a kid, it's, it's your whole life is snacks and treats. I mean, I mean, maybe not when you're a kid. Maybe you know it's something you look forward to all the time. But I'm just saying. Like, I was going to say, Pete, as someone who is not a kid, you all talk about snacks a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're I mean, our snacker in chief here. That's why I feel like Mikey is uh, one of your favorite characters on the show. Um, Mikey struggling with the fact that he um, straight up killed a supervillain last season. Accidentally. Accidentally. But he uh, it seemed like it was on purpose. And we revealed earlier this season that it was an absolute accident. But the guilt he's feeling is no accident. He's been trying to get back into the superhero game in two different ways. He had the Thunderbolt. Um, a right. magic genie, uh, another legacy character um, that uh, has he had for one episode this season and was passed on. And it seems like he's been uh, trying to make himself comfortable in a little robot suit um, as well. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to see some more of in the coming episodes. We've got Barbara, um, Bar- played by, I, I forget, some sort of actress. Come on, dude. Uh, respect the smart, dude. Come on. Respect the smart. Um, she has been working at a company called the American Dream that she worked at last season for Icicle. Um, last episode struggled with um, sort of the ramifications of Icicle's work there. And um, she's been sort of uh, getting a little cozy with shade uh, this season. Um, watch trying your tone. to Watch your tone. Um, cozy with Icicle last season. Cozy with shade this season. On, she man. likes the cold objects she loves a shade she loves an icicle don't, don't put that on barb come on man um, yeah come on when you have a, a real firecracker like pat dugan in that's the house, right yes that guy's just all all heat um some of the other characters I can't in the wait show, to talk about the last shot with you yeah uh, we're gonna have some fun uh <laughs> so the other characters in the show yolanda uh aka wildcat she has uh given up the game after the ramifications of eclipso um she's out uh we've got um our man uh rick tyler um uh, rick tyler is also my uncle but this is a different rick tyler uh he <laughs> is that out. I he's actually confused. he's actually a second cousin once removed but we call him uncle rick and that's uh, fine that's we're fine. we've all come to terms with that Sure, you know? sure. Is Uncle um, Rick also in prison, like the uh, Rick in this one? It has been. I also have a cousin Rick um, wow. that my kids call Naughty Naughty Ricky, and the second Naughty means it's trouble. I also uh, have a cousin Rick, by the way. Uh, my cousin Rick has firecrackers in his pocket all the time. Wow. Even in the winter. I don't talk to my cousin Rick. Maybe it's the same person. Yeah. Uh, so as I was saying, Rick Tyler has been um, locked up for what Eclipso uh, did to him. He beat his brother up real bad a couple episodes back and has been in jail. Um, and we can talk about that later on. Uh, who else? Uh, Jenny Jade um, is a Green Lantern. We said, said that earlier. What's that? Of course, Beth, um, yeah. who has been using her goggles to make sure her parents are real, which is mm-hmm. something we all do. Yeah, uh, that's definitely real. And also occasionally communicating with the real Charles McKnight or Dr. Midnight, who has been stuck in the Shadowlands for a generation. 
basically. Well, you can tell because the shot of him is with a flip phone, kind of walking through uh, what seems to be some kind of storm, a shadow storm. So, yeah, he's been there a while. Yeah, um, a little-known fact about the um, Razor telephone from back yeah. cell phone. They actually can uh, communicate across dimensions and fit right in your pocket. Pretty. Perfect phone. You know, a lot of people correct. think uh, phones peaked uh, at the Razor, and, you know, there, there's no need to continue. Exactly. Could they make a phone that thin even today? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Phones are getting bigger. Am yeah. I right? Uh so let's talk. So that's a, a lot of recap. Let's talk about the episode where we get decades into ago, decades ago. Uh, we've seen this a few times um, uh, throughout the season, and I love the backstory. You love a good backstory. Yeah, I love a good backstory. We get to see Starman. I mean, we came to uh, Star Girl. We get to see Joel McHale, who uh, news item was recently upped to um, uh, main character for season three of the show. Yeah, I mean, you, people want more Mikhail. Yeah, um, we got to talk about it. You know, anytime you see somebody you know show up with the six pack, shit's about to. You know, unless it's a planned kind of event, like okay, come over for my Halloween party or whatever it is. Uh, you know, if somebody just shows up with the six pack, shit's about to get real. That was very triggering yeah. for me. I don't know how you like. Once you see that six pack, you know. Like, there's going to be some monologues. There's going to be mm-hmm. some emotions. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a... The person bringing the six-pack will often open one beer and then yeah. just start talking. Yeah. And yeah. it's up to you to, to you gotta sip go the other five. Yeah. yeah, you got to get your own. Uh, and I got to say, um, uh, Pat Stripesy, um, is sort of a major part of this scene, um, is Starman's sidekick. The main hero should always be the one buying the sixer. Am I right? Oh, like, yeah. The sidekick's there... That's one of the only benefits of being a sidekick is you don't have to buy the, the free, beer. Yeah, the free beer, I mean. Yeah. A couple of road sodas um, for when you got stuck. I mean, uh, Stripesy's whole thing is wearing a striped shirt. So, right. And we got know, to see a collection of striped shirts in this yeah. app, so You got to have a clean one. You know, some the people shirts might don't even call look... you Waldo, but, you know, you got to keep you got to keep. That's right. Own. Easily, to, easy to make fun of Pat Dugan. Yeah. No doubt about that. Um, and uh, those, those striped shirts, also, they don't even look like there's any sort of uh, spandex. They look like regular white, regular striped shirts. Just regular shirts, man. There's nothing yeah. wrong with a regular shirt. He's like you in can a, be a, a hero in any shirt you want, man. That's hundred percent. He's like an old navy, walking old navy commercial. Yeah. Um, so, but th- there, this whole scene is about family. How family isn't you make your own family. Um, Starman boosts up Pat, telling him he taught himself to think, taught himself to be a man. He's more than a friend. He's a brother. He doesn't want the the fall of the JSA to ever come between their two man family. Um. What do you think about that? Their chosen well, two-man family. Because in a lot of ways, Pete, you and I are a family. Oh, boy. We've the, chosen to be here right now together. <laughs> it's true. We are a family. The I wish we not, had a sixer to digitally uh, share. Oh, but man, I, that would be a little too much for me. Uh, here's the thing. The cheers to chosen family was very touching. Mm-hmm. It was nice. And it was, it, was, it was tough because Joel McHale was giving this monologue like showing how beaten down he was by having to kill somebody. So it was a little hard to be like, you know, man, you're my brother. Uh, You're my family and uh, to chosen family. Like there was a little, you know, uh, uh, a a sadness that kind of ruined a very nice moment. 
Uh, yeah. But man, um, you know that it was cool to hear Joe McHale say that about Stripesy because before he's been treating Stripesy like shit, and pro- part of me was thinking this isn't uh, Joe McHale. This is like the shade or somebody evil, kind of like pumping up this because uh, it doesn't feel like uh, what we've seen thus far. But I'm glad but, it was like a real moment. But Starman doesn't seem super nice. He hasn't yeah, been does like not. no. And in this, he definitely has a heart to heart. But I think he is feeling some sort of uh, post murder uh, <laughs> family connection stuff. And you know this this sort of theme of you choose your family. We it feels like it is going to be sort of we're going to get that again. That's maybe the theme for this whole season. But right now the the family is fully split apart. Uh, oh, both yeah. the the new JSA and even the the Dugan family. I mean, well, this that episode, was a nice cut where it was like two chosen family, and then it kind of cuts to present day family. You know, bat- fighting each other, yelling at each other. So it was a, I thought it was a fun transition. And what they're fighting about is um, Courtney and, uh, to a lesser extent, Mikey, um, are mad because they um, they can't believe that Pat uh, and the rest of the JSA killed Bruce Gordon. We're okay with it. Yeah, we're okay with that. Um, and Pat doesn't really have a good answer. He's like, we voted. We didn't want to. And I was like, But what? that was interesting because Pat didn't – he could have been all like, I tried to stop them. They're – you know, they have superpowers. I don't. What was I going to do? Like he didn't. He was just kind of sitting there being like letting court kind of like work through, which I thought was very like mature of Pat and kind of like smart to instead of fight it the whole way, he was kind of letting her kind of discover all the facts and the, you know, he, he was, he did stand up and was like, this is fucking wrong. You guys out of your gourd, you know? He does take ownership of it. Um, even, and it does sort of, uh, he has to pay a price for it with his relationship with Courtney. We get the scenes later in the episode of the awkward car ride. Um, you know, I don't know uh, why you would call that awkward because that car is fucking nice, dude. Well, the humans were awkward, uh, I guess if you want to, I don't know. P obviously you see cars first and humans second. Um, so it's hard, but let me ask you, did you feel, uh, when did you have an awkward car ride like this with, um, with your, with one of your parents? I feel like that's definitely a thing of that, like, someone's mad, we're not going to talk in the car, but we have to be in the car together, because that's how you go places. Yeah. I mean, that was most family uh, vacations. We would drive. Just silence. Yeah, yeah just complete silence uh, as as rage boiled. You know what I mean? Mm. But, uh, yeah, how about you? You Do you have a story that you're kind of uh, itching to tell there? Uh, no, I mean, we've had, uh, but my dad picked me up once from a uh, school dance, mm-hmm. and we were driving um, a couple hours to go see some family, just the two of us, and uh, drove for a long time, quiet. And then he was like, do I need to have that uh, sex talk with you? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. He was like, great. Great. He just rode the rest wow. of the way in silence. He and never now, gave you the talk after that? No. Hey, let me, wow. that's why I'm here, fam. Uh, two man fam. What is sex? <laughs> I and if you don't want to, I would just I appreciate hearing a just a boiled down well, version of it. It sounds like you got it covered, so it it sounds like you're doing great, and okay, I support I you. I don't know. Um, so they uh, Pat and Courtney uh, to follow up the rest of their storyline. 
They're driving down. They're trying to track, track down Jenny because Pat believes that she, her powers, can reform the Eclipso ring because Shade tells them, of course, that's how you get him back in uh, prison. So Shade sending him on the old, oh, yeah, put the diamond that is broken back together. That's a horrible yeah. idea from the start. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed everybody was cool with that. Like, oh, yeah, that thing that broke apart. And then everything got calm for a little while. We're going to try to put that to back together. That's the plan. But, I mean, I, I can't uh, fault them for that. It makes sense. Uh, Eclipso was imprisoned in that diamond. He clearly wanted to get out of it. But uh, we, to take it back, early in the episode, Shade drops into the Dugan household. Drops is a uh, good word there. Not his best entrance. Cease, not his best entrance, by his own words. He smashes the family island, which has already been smashed uh, a ton of times. Like, this thing is, it's a magnet. Pat's got to be at Home Depot so often, man. Oh, this guy is, yeah, he's definitely, like, he knows everyone's name there. He knows which aisle to go down, which I find hard to remember um, when I'm going to buy um, my supplies, because I'm a handyman. Sure. Uh, let me ask you, though, uh, I, I really appreciated how once Shade uh, showed up, Barb was all business. She was like, why are you here? You know what I mean? She didn't have any time for shenanigans. And but she's I, defending. Appreciated... She's defending Shade. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, you know, she was right. He was, he saved her in that car. That could have been an icy tomb for her, but yeah. she made it out with Shade's help. So I, that, I think, Barb taking Shade's side is what gets uh, Pat and Courtney to be like, well, first off, they try to blast the diamond shards with her staff. I was like, how is this ever going to work? Um, yeah, it's I don't like, know. It's like if you break a, uh, like a vase, it's like, well, let's put it in the microwave. <laughs> be like, okay, we could try that. Oh, it didn't work? Yes, why? It's not how... <laughs> Things go back together. I tell you what did work, though, is Mikey's uh, sick burn on Shay calling him Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, that was, you had to feel that burn. That was a sick compliment, though, <laughs> right? Don't you think he was just like, wow, you're, you are like Benedict Cumberbatch, an actor of renown? Oh, I guess. I, Mikey's changed this season. He doesn't do sick burns. He doesn't eat. He does sick compliments, and he's fast. I was I was really hoping. Well, we'll, we'll get there, but uh, yeah, I was hoping we would get a little Mikey kind of reverted back to his own old self a little bit later in the episode. But uh, well, let's keep talking about uh, Pat and Courtney's journey. They go to Civic City, where JSA headquarters is. Civic City, fun um, name oh, for a city. Only Makes one place Pat would go. I like that. It's a big city. That was a fun kind of like you know we know where she, uh, she's headed. So that was a cool, uh, great idea. And plus we got to see the entrance that the car gets to make into that garage. I mean, I could watch that every episode. I don't know about you, but that was just awesome. Again, Pete just loves cars. No doubt I mean, about come that. come on, though. It was cool. You like cool. when cars aren't I mean, even driving. You like when they're just like on a little car just elevator. Just kind of riding up. That was so cool. And you could see Courtney's face was like, this is the coolest thing ever. What do you think about people elevators? Pretty fun too, right? Nope. Okay. Uh, so they tr- they track down Jenny. Um, she's been staying in the JSA headquarters. She's trying to track down her brother Todd. They right. follow that thread. Um, go to this strange institute with that like little uh, flute the playing Helix, guy. Uh, institute, yeah, yeah. Um, they the we people meet- there are dressed that- oddly. 
yeah, the head nurse who clearly looks like a supervillain. You would like to think Pat would pick up on some of this eventually. You know what I mean? Not good. Not a yeah. good, uh, not much of a detective. Yeah. Not a huge, um, uh, not putting it together. They did dress strange, nurse love. Um, we find out later, um, so they, and they meet Jenny. Funny coincidence that she's there at the same time. Todd, her brother. Yeah, just happens to be there. Uh, Todd, her brother, not there. She's trying to track him down. They're like, hey, would you help us fuse this diamond together? No questions asked. Uh, her yeah. powers are out of control, but she tames them long enough to blast the diamond back together. And at the same time, we learn that that's a very bad idea because Beth's doing some research. Um, not only uh, does it summon Eclipso, but Shade tricked them to heal himself, yeah. uh, which he does, and then he vanishes, um, puts his thumb right in Barbara's eye um, on his way out the door. Uh, and Eclipso is there. So, like, let's just talk about that side of it real quick. What do you do? You think the Shades a straight up villain now? Well, that's the thing. Uh, he's been helping, so I don't know what this was about. It seemed like maybe when his eyes went all black, it wasn't Shade. It was Eclipso. Uh, but um, hopefully, once. Shade is healed, he can get back on the right side of things and kind of help. But, uh, yeah, the fact that we got to see, like, old-school comics Eclipso in this was kind of surprising. Like, he yeah. was straight-up Jester Eclipso, which I was surprised about. Yes. Um, I mean, if you were going to fight a villain, wouldn't you feel a little bit better if they were dressed as a Jester? Like a funny villain? I, I feel better? No, I feel, like, made fun of. I want a villain to be dressed, like, scary. Oh, okay. With, like, extra knives and, like... So if I were to take a picture right as before the fight, I'd send it to friends. They'd be like, whoa, dude, well, watch out. You're in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I take a picture of a jester villain and send it to friends. They're like, who are you goofing around with? Yeah. I'm like, this yeah. guy's scary. He has a diamond and he has a funny uh, hat. Half a face. Half a face, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't think Shade is uh, being uh, taken over by Eclipse. So I think what Shade's doing here is he tricks them. We got some great backstory on the Shade in this episode as well, which I thought was a really fun sequence. We get to find out through um, uh, Beth's research with her goggles. Uh, we find out that he was um, involved in a ceremony uh, with these dudes <laughs> wearing the Men of Tears. Um, yeah. He made a fake diamond. Um, he was a con man. Smart. Uh, smart. Um, yeah. But it sort of bit him in the ass in some ways when he was um, taken, uh, cap he was captured and then sacrificed to try to bring about Eclipso. Um, because the diamond was fake, the vessel shattered and the dark shadows went into him. Um, so yeah, which that was, kind of blew I like, up on his face. But I think it was smart because, you know, real diamonds, you know, I mean, don't support that industry. You know what I mean? Like you really yeah. should, uh, you know. Uh, try to get something else, you know. Yeah, famously, you make all of your jewelry yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, out of the same thing. Have you been making any jewelry at all, or like any well, particular yeah, I've been, rings? I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been really kind of uh, working on my glass blowing. You know what I mean? Uh, like taking old forty bottles and then kind of turning them into different kind of like uh, plant uh, type of uh, kind of like pots and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's been pretty cool. That's really using the whole buffalo to take yeah. all those old forty bottles. Pete exclusively drinks forties. When, yeah, yeah. when you sit back, when you sit down for a six packs with Pete, it's a six pack of forties, and no That's one's right. getting up and going. Cold forty five, preferably you know Mickey's fine malt liquor. I'm not above any steel reserve. You know what I mean? Like bring it. 
Great. Um, great. With a couple of free commercials there uh, for uh, those uh, <laughs> malt liquor brands. Um, but to talk about what we're talking about, I think Shade is not going to um, – uh, he's needed to be fixed. He was tricked them into fixing him, but he's still trying to stop Eclipso. I don't yeah. think he's working with Eclipso. I don't think he is a bad guy. I think he had to do a little bit of deceit to get back on the on the healthy side, which we've all – uh, trick someone into healing ourselves, right? I have to, every time I go to the doctor, I have to trick them into fixing me. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's really tricky because then insurance doesn't want to help, but you got to get them in there. It's it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah, you don't need insurance as long as you can pull a prank on your doctors and dentists every time you need something done, <laughs> yeah. and that's a fine way to live your life. Um, <laughs> talking about the the Jade or Jenny of it all, um, her. For those of you that don't know the comics that a lot of these characters are based on, um, her brother is a guy named uh, Todd Rice, um, who we hear about a lot in this episode. And he is a hero named Obsidian who also has shadow power. So I feel like we're going to meet him pretty soon. And he is going to perhaps even be in the Shadowlands, um, a place where Dr. Uh, McKnighter has been and a place where I suspect uh, uh, Courtney, who was gooped at the end of the episode. Oh, man, she got gooped. She got gooped. Now we're talk- uh, not talking about Gupta. We're saying, you know, no, Gupta. No, not Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, no. She got yeah. gooped. Um, the same way and, that, uh, what's that? I, I was going to say, not also the, uh, you know, the website there where you can get all those, like, really well-made products. We're not talking about that either. Oh, wow. Are you doing a commercial for Gwyneth Paltrow's goop? <laughs> Is that what you're doing right now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, feel, feel free to fit. I know you work uh, extensively with them. Yeah, uh, but part-time. back to the goop. Back to the goop in Stargirl. She got gooped. Um, where she may find, uh, I suspect, Cindy Berman, who also got gooped. I thought she would find uh, Doctor Midnighter because he's in the storm. You know what I mean? I think she's going to find all of these people. I think she may end up uh, either encountering uh, Jenny's brother Todd Rice in the Shadowlands, or he may be the person who can pull them out. Once they meet them, um, I think this is sort of feels like the low point. The last image we have here is uh, poor Pat just on his knees, whispering the name Courtney. They're not getting along. And that's the way they sort of end the the, he thinks he may be dead. All right. But come on, though. So, like, if you're, you know, sitting there and your daughter falls through the goop, I mean, are you just going to quietly be like, no? No. I was surprised how quiet he was. No. I would I would speak at full volume. No. You know what I mean? Because that's a choice. Like, it's interesting because I think maybe going like, no, Cordy, you know, but maybe that's too rookie. Like a veteran uh, move is to really just kind of take like, no. Well, you know what? Maybe they turned it over to um, the man himself, Luke Wilson, and were like, hey, yeah. um, How do you take this, this however you want to play it. Yeah. Take it high, take it low, baby. And he was like, listen, I got five minutes before I got to leave, so let's just crank this out, huh? Yeah. Uh, did, but, you see Luke, did you see Luke in the season premiere of SNL? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Did you feel that? I did. Do you feel that? It was, uh, you know, it was nice to see supporting the Wilson brothers out supporting each other. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke Wilson acting choices aside, um, it was super sad to see Courtney fall down that goop hole. And, uh, you know, it was crazy I, that we, we didn't get to see Grundy 
um, in this episode, but we did get to see Eclipso. So that was uh, nice. Well, that- let's talk about that in a sec. But um, I do think this is this is the family couldn't be further split. They're split across dimensions at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think in a show that um, can be a little goofy, and we'll talk about some goofy things in a sec, uh, I think that they do the sad moments well, the dark moments well. Every episode has these like just moments where you just feel for every character. And in in this moment, that it feels like they're at their low point, and now it's time to bring everybody back together, rally everyone, both in the shadow dimension and uh, in regular uh, regular dimension. Everyone needs to start coming together. Yeah, and we get some elements here in the show that I think uh, are are going to be big parts of that. You mentioned one of them. Rick's in jail. He's getting apples thrown in his, his oh, cell window. Come on, man, that's just very, so nice. Grundy returning cute. the favor. I, that's adorable. Yep. No way nobody sees Grundy throwing apples into a prison. Mid- broad daylight. Mid- yeah, broad daylight. Yeah, nobody. Those knows are that. some real. Uh, not paying attention, cops. Not yeah. seeing a giant swamp monster who smells probably multiple <laughs> senses. You could see and smell him and hear him. Yeah. Throwing tiny little apples in a open air jail jail cell window. Yeah, um, very funny, very cute. That Grundy's like, now I feed you, baby yeah. bird. That was that was an adorable moment. I sort of wish Grundy would chew them up and fully baby bird them into Rick's mouth. <laughs> the, so Maybe that that's he, what we're building towards. Don't yeah. take that away from us. It still might happen. Now, Full baby bird. Let's talk about Beth. Okay. I yeah. The goggles working, not working, on, off, talking a little bit to Dr. Midnight or sometimes Dr. Midnight recognizes Beth. A lot of times, not so much. So, like, let's just fix the goggles. Am I right? Can we just get some... You know? It does a lot of Beth's story this season has been like this Dern thing doesn't quite work. Yeah. She needs to get like a just get an upgrade your cell phone, Beth, and get back to business. <laughs> I do think we are there though. Uh, I think we're going to get a whole storyline meeting in the shadow dimension, and Beth is going to be the conduit because even in the episode, um, Charles McNair's like, "Hey, these are suddenly working a lot better." So <laughs> yeah. um, that's a big clue. But uh, also but- like. You know, you have to be scared as a parent um, that your kid at one point is just going to sit you down and be like, hey, why don't you figure out your life? OK, I'm busy. You know well, I mean? and I think that happened a couple of times in this episode with some characters like she's like, yeah. hey, you didn't tell me about your divorce. I'm not telling you about these goggles. Yeah, and then exactly. which I thought was funny. And also Courtney it was a great and bath moment being like, yo, bit. you're keeping shit for me. I'm going to keep shit for you. Yeah. How's it feel? Huh? But does it feel good? Does it? If I'm Beth's parents, I'm like, okay, keep your goggle secret. <laughs> what are you going, you going snorkeling, Beth? Cool. We're just uh, trying to look out for you, Beth. People might yeah. say something if you're always wearing goggles, but hey. And then we talked about it a little bit, but the scene with Courtney and Pat in the car, Courtney's like, hey, I need you to do better. You need to tell yeah. me what's going on in your life. And Pat's like, okay, I just had some excuses, like totally flipping the, the parent-teenager dynamic. Also, I liked that was her, her moment of being like, Pat, don't shut me out. You know, just because I'm mad at you, don't you yeah. say excuse to shut me out. But also, like, the kind of moment where, like, Pat didn't have to be like, you know, sometimes you do things for your family. Like, the part where, like, you know, Jenny kind of said, like, you know, you do crazy things for your family. It's just what you do. And then Pat kind of looked at, 
you know, court was like, well, that's what I'm right. fucking trying to tell you this whole time. It's not so black and white. Life has got some areas. Like, you got to fucking grow up, kid. Don't get on your high horse around me. Yeah. And and then I think we get the same thing with Mikey, where he's like, he's taking upon himself to go work on the armor. He's trying to, like, fix it. I think Mikey's going to end up being a big part of, uh, he's going to get his chance to be a, a purposeful hero. You're not just an accidental hero. But, I mean, speaking of heroes, we got to talk about the radio. Uh, radio always playing a key role in the show. Like, you know, uh, the I'm sorry kind of moment. And yep. then Pat was like, fine, I'll say sorry because the radio brought it up. I feel like that's a uh, Simpsons uh, joke. Um, yeah. There have been a ton of different deal. jokes about that. And then uh, we get a I wet. Mean, yeah. And then we also. A... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. I lost what I was saying. We get the weather update about the pink lightning, and then yeah, later that's... we get the uh, the full um, Thunderbolt uh, genie stuff happening. Jim Gaffigan, uh, yeah. definitely back. coming back to reprise his role as uh, Thunderbolt. I think very soon we get a giant gumdrop. Had to really light Mikey up. I that's the thing, like, I really wanted a, a the just the last shot to be Mikey just running at that ginger house, like m- mouth open, ready to just fucking eat his way through that gingerbread house. I mean, that's how is that not the greatest thing? Why aren't there kids just eating the crap out of that house right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I hear it. when I'm hungry, I just open my mouth and run at food. <laughs> that's why if you see me, if you work in a restaurant, you see me coming open mouth, I'm coming for it. Anything just, else you'd like to mention, Pete? Uh, uh, yeah, Any I just think, moments? you know, we got a little bit more Mikey being Mikey in this episode. I also liked him in The Robot, you know. Um, I was a little disappointed that he kind of, like, skipped out right away. And he did, like, a tapping of the toolbox. Like, oh, yeah, I got that. I was like, what's in that? I don't remember what's Mikey got. Like, what is he, what's in that toolbox? I don't remember, like, what's in there. I think it's just tools. Um, I mean, tools for Pat and Mikey are real go-to. He's yeah, taking sure, his toolbox. Sure. When Eclipso appears at the end of the episode, Pat grabs a wrench and is like, maybe this will work. And nope, it does not. Um, he is instantly dispatched. And Eclipso uh, goops Courtney and, uh, and out the door. The only other thing I wanted to bring up is we get this fun little mini short scene, confusing, doesn't really apply to anything, where the nurse in her like retro oh, outfit yeah. calls How- Someone named Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. Bones. Now, uh, for those of you um, who don't read comics, Mr. Bones, uh, that I feel like they're referencing, is a character from the DC Universe who uh, runs the DEO, an organization, a government organization uh, charged with dealing with uh, superheroes and paranormal activity. Um, The way you, you, you can separate him from other government officials is he has just a skull. Right, He's just a skull uh, with no skin over his um, body. Often wears a suit. Often smoking. Um, curious. Uh, Mr. Bones has ac- also been in Smallville, I believe. Um, so I'm curious if we're sort of sort of bringing uh, a little bit of the DC show universe together, even though Smallville is sort of outside that. But either way, I'm excited for Mr. Bones to be here. Maybe gesturing to a future character down the line. Uh, next season, I'm curious to hear if Mr. Bones will come into play this season. It feels like maybe a larger future story to me. Also, it was weird that this uh, uh, head nurse, who is clearly a supervillain, uh, was like, 
oh, that uh, person you're looking for is not here. Don't ask me any follow-up questions. Uh, but also, the other person that you need is right in this other room, and I'll be more than happy to take you. Like, why not just lie twice and be like, I don't know who you're talking about. Get out of here, sir. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that, like, she was just like, oh, I'll just say, you know, the, the dude is not here. Uh, but yeah, Jenny, get her out of here. We're sick of her glowing eyes and we don't know what to do. And also, surprisingly, in this episode, she started to get her eyes glowing and then they were like, hey, just be calm. And that worked. And that I don't think that's ever worked. Anytime yeah. somebody's like not calm, telling them to be calm is like kind of the worst thing you can do. So it was surprising to see it work in this episode. Sometimes it works, I guess. Um, before we uh, close out the episode, Pete, who's the star of the episode? Well, it's hard not to say Barb. You know what I mean? Because she was That's doing so true. much. That's not true. It's pretty easy to not to say Barb. Well, it kind of seems like it's, uh, it was Barb's app. Not a Barb-centric episode. Yeah, she Coming was kind off of a more of a really Barb-centric. Really important part of everything that was happening. Um, but, you know, hmm. I'm going to have to give it to Jenny. I'm excited that really? she's back. Yeah. Um, um, you know, her saying like, sorry for leaving was really nice. And I feel like this is going to be kind of like, all right, we're getting the team building up the team again. Um, so I'm excited for her to be a part of the team and I'm hoping, you know, Yolanda's the next piece, but we will see. Yeah. Um, that will be something to keep our eye on because I do believe that is coming soon. I'm How about gonna... for you? Who's the star of the episode? Star for me? Um, I think I got to give it up for – I mean, this is sort of a non-answer, but just the flashbacks. I've been yeah. loving the flashbacks. So Joel um, McHale is what you're saying. Joel McHale, but also the flashback where we see Shade's origin. I feel like that those little sections really flesh out so much of the world that I really love to see it. Also, the moment that I liked was when uh, one character was like, wait, are there ghosts? And then she was like, well, there's a gentleman ghost. I did another great ref. Come on, another great. The touchstones on the DC universe here are really fun. And we will have to uh, keep watching because I think we are going to get more of them as we um, head to the end of this season. Also, what's great is no creepy kid in this episode. Yes. So happy we don't have to have a creepy kid anymore. What a big difference. We had creepy adults in masks. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then um, creepy six pack. And there was creepy nurse, creepy but there nurse. was no uh, creepy kid, which was very enjoyable. Dream come true. I guess they're finally getting your letters. Yeah, uh, and thank you for sending letters because uh, people don't take the time to write a letter these days. Yeah, uh, but guys, that's the episode. Uh, we do this show. Uh, we will continue on with the rest of the season. We do a live show called Comic Book Club every Tuesday night at seven o'clock over on Crowdcast. Please check it and out. YouTube. And YouTube. Um, you can check us out at uh, comicbooklive.com uh, uh, for where you found this podcast, perhaps, Live. and many, many more. We do a lot of podcasts about uh, comic books and television shows. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And, folks, we will see you next time because we are Star Guys. Star Guys.